When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the NFC East Feast. George, I think we need to be honest with our listeners. We're having some technical difficulties this week. We've had some hurdles. My laptop puked, so we had to do this on the Anchor app. We tried a backup laptop. That didn't work. But must like Joe Rogan, when young Jamie's not there, we must prevail. All right? So hopefully this comes out crisp for everybody, and hopefully we still do a good job. But how you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing good, man. And the technical difficulties, you know, they happen. And your backup laptop didn't work. So now we're using a cell phone. I'm, I'm curious to see how the audio comes out and if it's much different. But, hey, we're here. We're here to talk about them Cowboys. Do we have losing, to? Losing, losing. I, I don't even – I'm not going to talk a lot of crap because – it was emotionally draining for you, I'm sure. And oh, God. I'm so used to being that fan. So I'm not, I just think we played really well and you played really poorly. Yes. And what I noticed more than anything, as we talked about before with Andy Dalton going down and the team not really rallying behind him. And, you know, you don't see a lot of team, you see a lot of pushing and shoving and blaming and, it's it's ugly, so I'll let you get into that a little bit, and you know I hope you don't tear up too much, but uh, I'd like to hear it from your your mouth. I got all my tears out on Sunday, man. Um, I'm feeling I'm not going to say good about what happened, but I'm I'm getting over it. It's like um, it's like a bad breakup. You know, the more time that goes on, you're able to digest these things, uh, put them in their perspective. Uh, but unlike my past relationships, I, there's no bright future for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, as you said, the play that sticks out to me and the play that everyone on TV, um, on other podcasts, on all of these sports talk radio shows are talking about is, of course, the dirty, nasty hit by John Bostic. And John Bostic's a scumbag. I haven't liked the guy since he was at UF. And so it yeah. doesn't, doesn't surprise me that he's the one who made that hit. Um, I hope he gets suspended, though. Um, the word is he's not. He didn't. No, he's not getting suspended. Oh, so uh, that hit is tough. I mean, everyone's going to say that it's a, you know, it's a dirty hit or it's a bang-bang play. It's, it's, it's one side or the other, right? There's no in-between. I think it was dirty, but I don't know how intentional it was. So I'm going to go ahead and say it's dirty, but I, I, I don't truly know if that's what he was going for, but that's what it looked Bro, like. Bro, come so. on. It was, dude, if that was – Kerrigan or your boy Cole Holcomb, I would give him the benefit of the doubt because it wasn't yeah, like yeah. that malicious where you're like, oh, he meant to do that. Be- because of the past track record, it's like Antonio Brown having another mental episode. You know, yeah, like because of yeah. the past, you know that there was some intent behind it. But let's yeah. talk about the reaction to it, which sums up my Dallas Cowboys season. Nobody, not one guy. I know Amari Cooper like had a shock look. He like grabbed for his head and he like actually walked towards Andy Dalton, which is almost a sympathetic type of uh, play by him. Yeah. And of course, I'm not expecting Amari Cooper to size John Bostic. But, dude, I know we got a bunch of backup offensive linemen, 
But where are you at? I heard Booger McFarland say last night, if that was Brad Johnson or Trent Dilfer mm-hmm. when he was on the Bucks, and he's on the defense, he's on the sideline, he goes, I am leaving the sideline and I'm risking getting fined or suspended to make sure John Bostic sees me. Like, and well, he- yeah, it's easy for him to say that in the press box, but I agree with him. You know what I mean? I think that the, the Cowboys should have definitely showed a lot more. But I, I, I was telling you earlier, with all these young players, who do you need to step up to show Andy Dalton and to show the team as a whole that, hey, we have each other's back is, is, is the head coach. And that's not happening. He's not rallying around these young players. You know, it's, it's tough to, to see. I'll forgive it the really young is. players. I will forgive the young players. But, dude, not everyone on our team is young. Like, where is an Everson Griffin? Oh, he's only a bed in the building, and I'll get to it. We actually just traded Everson Griffin. Um, but, like, a guy, a guy like that, Jalen Smith, uh, a veteran cornerback even, a little guy, like, like my boy Anthony Brown, mm. anybody – like, I feel like if, if Dak Prescott was there, he would have, you know, like limped out there to do something. And mm-hmm. if, that, if that was Dak Prescott two years ago, there's no way that Tyron Smith or Travis Frederick or Zach Martin would let that happen, man. And it just, I mean, like the one soundbite that Mike McCarthy's had this year that I liked is that he actually called out the team for it afterwards. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't want to speak too highly of Mike McCarthy because I'm done. I'm done. Jerry Jones. You can't be done with Mike McCarthy, dude. He's going to be around for a long time. No, listen. You know? Listen, George. Jerry's not going to fire him. He already said that. But one time, I and one of my past employers, it wasn't going well. Okay? And I had a sit down. And know what I said? You can't fire me. I quit. Yeah. And that's what's happening yeah. right now. Jerry, you don't have to fire him. I quit Mike McCarthy. They have to yeah. dude, blow it up. Blow it up now. There's no, this team, like the play about Dalton is such a microcosm of the team. They don't care. They're not a team. Dak was the glue holding them together. He's gone. And when Dak comes back and what I hope he comes back, I don't want Mike McCarthy there. Fire him right now. Send a message to the entire organization that what is going on is not acceptable. Call Lincoln Riley. Like, like, like Mike McCarthy, I, we can give a little bit of leeway because of the, the COVID continuity. Of course, there was no preseason. It's a new coach. But know what? I look around the league. Huh. Rivera didn't look like he had an issue at all. Thank you. So, the, the first yeah. example, Ron Rivera. He's a new coach. He's got a new um, a new system he's implementing. Backup quarterback. Thank you. Um, Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland. They look pretty damn good, don't they? Yeah. Um, even Matt Rule, who um, is the Baylor coach, who is now coaching Carolina, um, brought in a new system. Teddy Bridgewater, a brand-new quarterback. That team, I'm not going to say Carolina is good, but they fight, and it looks like they get better every single week. Joe and uh, and I will say Joe Judge, uh, you know, I Dude. I think that you Giants kind of the the Giants look pretty good. You literally took the words out of my mouth. I was going to yeah. say even Joe Judge, man, because the Giants every week they compete, bro. And I know they like Joe Judge because they compete for the guy. And I can say now that Joe Judge is no longer the coach of the worst team in the NFC East. Mike, we're the worst. I know that technically the Giants still only have one win. They're in last place. 
I don't care. The Giants continue to get better every week. I mean, if it wasn't for Saquon Barkley's injury, they'd have at least two wins. They're better than us, man. The Cowboys are not only the worst team in the NFC East, they might be the worst team in football right now with all due disrespect to Adam Gase and that dumpster fire he has in the New York Jets. There's nothing good. I watched that entire game just like you did, bro. Guess what? There was two plays, two plays that I thought were positive. One of them was at the beginning of the game, uh, the goal line stand on fourth down. That, Mm -hmm. That got me out of my chair for a minute. I'm like, all right, wow, the defense is showing up. And then I saw the offense at the field and all of my uh, optimism went out the yeah. window quickly. And then Tony Pollard had a kick return for 60 yards that set up yeah. our only field goal. I've seen Redskins fans all week posting funny memes. How the Cowboys going to fly all the way to D.C. to kick a field goal? <laughs> <laughs> and it's true, man. Yeah, I mean, and I want to highlight my team. No, t- yes, you do. Please, please, you deserve it. Um, you know, we played really well. The front seven, as you know, we've we talked about it all year. Very strong. They're a top five defense um, now, and they, I think, are number two in sacks, I believe. Mm-hmm. I might be mistaken on that. Um, Kendall Fuller still leads the league in interceptions. I think they, they do. They truly have a top five defense in this league. And it's, it's to show uh, – got to give kudos to the draft classes in the years prior. I mean, you got to look at guys like John Allen, Deron Payne, you know, Ioannidis, not even there right now, is out for the year. We lost Landon Collins. That was a big, you know, and I've been hard on Landon, as we spoke before. Mm-hmm. Now I'm, I'm concerned about that a little bit because I know he has chemistry in the locker room and he, he does have the DBs. He's a leader of the team. <clears throat> but uh, I'd, I'd like to see guys like Cameron Curl step up in his position. I, I really like Cole Holcomb, man. Uh, he looked like a absolute beast last week. And it was first his, his first start from coming off of injury. He had a pick, a huge pick. I don't know if you remember about the uh, tipped off of um, – was it Amari's hands or was it uh, CD's? Oh, no. The, oh, <clears throat> dude, I, I believe it was CD Lane who had a horrible game. He dropped, horrible dropped a game. wide open touchdown. Horrible still game. still love the kid. Going to be a great player in the future. But, yeah, that, yeah, that, was, no, that was on CD. Yeah. He, he had a bad game. For sure, but the recognition to after that tip ball to, to capitalize and get that turnover from Cole Holcomb, they have really good instincts. Uh, again, Cole Holcomb, absolutely, I, I would give him the player player of the week on defense. Uh, player of the week on offense, Antonio Gibson. You got to give it to him. Guy's balled stud and up the place, man. Just balls out. And you always notice, dude, after contact, that guy always gets two yards extra for jumping forward. Did you notice that? Like, he's heavy to get down. Like, it's – it's very noticeable. Even on two-yard gains, he always tries to make a point. To yeah, no, it, w- it wasn't just um, the Cowboys defense um, being the garbage dumpster fire that they are. No, Antonio Gibson looks good against um, top-notch defenses. That's a good draft pick. The kid's a good running back. Yeah, yeah. So, um, very happy. Kyle Allen made really good decisions. As I said last week, whoever wins this turnover battle wins this game. I don't even know if that would have mattered mm, if we no. have more turnovers. But Kyle Allen – um, did not turn the ball over all game, so kudos to him. I really like, man, we're, we're gaining some confidence. You know, um, t- Scary Terry obviously did his thing, had a big touchdown. He actually was in the locker room after the game, and he's a quiet, humble guy, and he, he had some nice words to say about the team moving forward. He basically said that, hey, we're in contention now, guys. You, got, you like this feeling? You like this feeling? Let's keep this going. Let's go in the bye week. 
Let's get healthy and let's move forward. And I think we got a couple of NFC East division games coming up shortly. And I'm really looking forward to it, man. And I, and I know it's, it's funny to hear in previous weeks, my tone about our team and, and hopefully in a couple of weeks you, you get, you know, you get some uh, positives as well, but it's uh, the NFL football season is, is in- interesting to say the least. And in the NFC East division is the most topsy turning uh, division in the league, as you know. So <laughs> Do you know the, the 49ers are in last place in the NFC West and they have four wins? It's like the, it's literally the inverse of the NFC East least. Like the West is balling. Like, and it's, I don't want to talk about the West too much, yeah. but we give them their, their due respect. Um, but it's, it's, it's sad, man. And it's sad to be the worst team in that division. That says so much about our pathetic franchise, the entire organization. You want to get into the, uh, the hot sauce about the offensive coordinator? Please, yes. And this, this is another microcosm of my Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Please, anyone who's listening to this, go to Mike Nolan's press conference. He's sitting there with his stupid little <laughs> southern accent he's got talking about how his defense is the worst thing I've ever seen. And uh, he rubs his eye, and he goes, oh, oh, I, 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 I ate something with Tabasco. I rubbed it into my eye. So, Mike Nolan, you're either a complete moron who didn't realize yes. – Or a genius. Or yes. a genius. Just yes, saying, no. dude. Just saying. Let me get out of this conference, boy. I'm going to get some Tabasco <laughs> sauce on my hands. I'm going to run them shits in my eyes, bro. And they're going to not know what to hit them. So, it, it, I think it's a good move. Bold move. Bold move, Cotton. But it was a good move on his part. I mean, the, the, I the dude, like, if, if you look at the clip, like, I think it's real because, like, he gets startled. He goes, oh. I got, yeah, I got yeah, or he's a great yeah. actor. I got the Tabasco in my ass. He walks off. I mean, I'm sure it burned like hell, but God damn, man. So, so embarrassing. The fact that through li- this, yeah. this, this quote from Stephen Jones. So what we're talking about Stephen. Yeah. A little bit of a technical glitch right there, but like we said, we're working off the app, working through it, but I've got a mental glitch. Let me pick back up on Stephen Jones, my general manager who says, you have to take your lumps with a new coach. I think we're headed in the right direction. What lumps? The- what does lumps mean? <laughs> exactly. I don't know if Stephen Jones has an STD, but stop talking about lumps and what the hell direction are we going? And then his father, Jerry Jones, says, we got our man. And when defending Mike McCarthy and, and exclaiming that he's not going to fire him. And I understand he's not going to get fired. I want him to fire him. I know it's not going to happen. But it's sad, man. And when Steven says something like that, and then I see, I don't know if, if you saw this, Everson Griffin was just traded to the Detroit Lions for a six-round pick. Yikes. And Costa texts me, let the tanking begin. And I think he's correct, man. I think that's the white flag right there. I think we know now, um, as it stands right now, Ben DiNucci, shout out to James Madison, is going to be our starting quarterback against the Eagles on Sunday night, unless Dalton gets clear from concussion protocol. But it doesn't matter, man. I would like to see Dalton play and us play Philly competitive just to gain some respect back for myself. But it's, it's just ugly, man. And obviously the ownership – is, is where it starts, and they've got their man, and we're taking our lumps. <sighs> yeah, those but, lumps, man. I think, as I was saying a few weeks back, is it's hard to gain or win the locker room over right away with players that you didn't draft. So, you know, there's a lot of excuses from head coaches like, oh, that's not my guy. Well, it doesn't matter. You're in a situation where you need to get the team together. I think McCarthy is not a new head coach. 
So maybe he's just like, well, I got, I'm Mike McCarthy. I want a Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. These guys should believe in me, but he's not earning it. And the, and the players are obviously not reciprocated. So yeah, it's a, it's an interesting dynamic in Dallas. And I, I hope it gets, there's some type of direction moving forward. I don't know what it is, man. Um, but I can't talk about them anymore. I'm starting to get yeah, depressed. I want fine. to um, address uh, one more game in week seven. Uh, of course, we did our little uh, football companion last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, Philadelphia ended up coming back and winning that game because we stopped recording with a few yeah. minutes left. And we were saying, oh, the Giants are up with two scores right now. But once again, Carson Wentz I is know. the hero of the NFC East. He brings them back. Um, the Giants defense is tough. And he brought them back. They won the game. Um, they're in first place at 2-4-1. and one. But the football team is breathing down their neck at 2-5. and five. And we should be 3-4, and four, man, because of that Giants game, you know, and that turnover. I mean, it's, it's should have, could have, would have type shit. But at the same time, it was obvious that we won that game without that big turnover for a touchdown. It's- Dude, I, I really think that going forward, the division is between the Eagles – and the football team, I think you guys um, are going to hang in there now. As I said, the Dallas Cowboys might be able to hang in at six or seven wins and sneak in. I think you guys have now taken that role. So we'll see if, if Phillies win at the end of the year, gives them a tiebreaker over you. But if Washington um, keeps going forward, um, shout out to Ron Rivera. I know he finished his cancer treatment. In yep. fact, never, never missed a game throughout his cancer treatment. That guy's the man. So as far as I'm concerned, Carson Wentz and Ron Rivera are the only things going right in the NFC East. And I'd love to see if Kyle Allen can be consistent in the next few weeks. He's our guy then, you know, if he, even if he doesn't get the, you know, if he doesn't get a few W's, if he gets a win over the Giants in a couple weeks and he plays, you know, solid, not turning the ball over, kind of playing like Alex Smith managing the game. And I think that he could be our future quarterback um, you know, for the next for years to come, if he continues to play like he did last week, so for sure. Now it looks like yeah. um, I don't know if it, may, it might be unfortunate for you that you guys are actually competitive enough where you're going to be out of the you know Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance sweepstakes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know Kyle might be your guy going forward. He was a beast in Houston, man. People forget that. Shot, the guy was a monster. Shout out to the Houston Cougars. But most Houston quarterbacks put up numbers. It's their kind of offense. Point. Very good point. Very good point. But let's look forward to week eight. Um, the football team has a bye week. Uh, you guys deserve it. So rest up. Get ready for that second half run. And for some reason, my Dallas Cowboys are on prime time. Prime time. It, Dude, it's been a long time since there was an Eagles-Cowboys Sunday night football game, and I wasn't amped for it. Yeah. I do. I wish it was at one o'clock and I could just go to Hooters and watch it on Red Zone and like just yeah. see. Like, I do not want to sit there for three because I'm going to, you know, I have to watch it. I'm a loyal fan. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sad, sad man. No, I, I, I have a hard time watching my team in the circumstances that you're getting into. Honestly, it's, it can be disheartening. And, you know, if I watch the first quarter and they're not showing anything of hope, it's, it's difficult to watch that second half. It really is. I mean, we, I've picked the Cowboys to win all seven weeks we've been doing this show. Clearly, yeah. I'm two and five in my pick. I am, I, I am not picking the Cowboys to win this week, bro. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. No, they're, they're going to lose to Philly. Um, Philly's got some mojo rising, man. I mean, Carson Wentz has got that team playing well, even without 
all of their players who are injured. And Eight touchdowns since week three for Carson. Damn. And that's, yeah. that's, just, that's just throwing, right? He's also got – That's just throwing, man. Rushing. Yeah, all backup receivers, as you know. I mean, he's been doing that for a couple of years with the, all the crazy injuries for that sure. Philly has. But it's, it's impressive. Carson's still the guy. We were giving him a lot of hate, but he's really stepped up and – and made a name for himself, you know, not that he really needed to in the first place. So, And, of course, my boy uh, Jackpot, Deshaun Jackson, got hurt on uh, Thursday night last week. <laughs> it looks like he might be gone for the season. But I know Miles, uh, Miles Sanders is coming back. Um, it sounds like Dallas Goddard might be coming back. So Philly's only going to get better. I would still say I think they're going to win the division. You guys might stay within a game or two the, the entire year to make it exciting. Mm-hmm. But, dude, we, I don't even think we have a shot on Sunday night. I do not see us being able to score 20 points, even if Dalton plays. Yeah. The, the Eagles' defensive line is uh, probably their strength. So Zeke's going to get neutralized. So, I mean, he, he, I can't even say that Zeke's going to have a good game. And without Zeke having a good game, it doesn't matter how good our trio of wide receivers are. Because the O-line's that bad. There's no time to get them the ball. CeeDee Lamb's dropping passes now. I'm curious about the energy, man. Sorry to cut you off. but No, I, no. I, that's what I'm looking forward to is, is, is the energy from the Cowboys going to be the same as it was last week? Like, it, Or is someone in the locker room going to say something? Because somebody's got to say something. Somebody's got to get in somebody's face and call them out. Jalen Smith, I need you to stand up and say – Coach Nolan got Tabasco sauce in his eye. I got Tabasco sauce in my heart. Let's go, God, hot boy. Get some damn Tabasco. Hot boy like season. Let's go. Be, dude, Come on. They, they'd be so smart to have their coaches back and everybody has some damn Tabasco sauce in their locker. Oh my God. God. You know what I mean? Like, just <laughs> let's go, bro. Let's freaking throw this shit back. They started in the freaking 50-yard line all together. Oh, they're all just ta- they're taking bumps at Tabasco? Taking bumps at yeah. Tabasco, kid. You okay, know? boy. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little more excited about the game now that we're talking about that. <laughs> but, no, I mean, what, what do you, you – you, give me a few minutes on Eagles-Cowboys. Do you think we have a chance or do you think Philly's going to roll us? Um, man, it should be interesting. I really like, again, I, I, I need the energy from the boys to even be in contention in the first half. You have to start fast. If you don't start fast, you have no chance. I could see this game leaning towards the run with Zeke, but I don't know how much penetration, uh, penetration, the offensive line is going to get a good defensive line. So it's going to be up to the run game for them. If they can stay within seven to ten points i see a respectful l mm-hmm. to them at like i don't know 34 to 24 and then i guess it's respectful you know a 10 point ball game no, i mean if, it's if, better than 25 to 3 bro you if, know? if there's five minutes left in that game and we're only down two possessions i'm gonna say that's you know like that's respectful like i would actually probably take my hat off and be like hey at least we showed up yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no chance I think we have a win in that game. And uh, speaking of a team in the NFC East that has no chance of winning a game, um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who might be the best team in the NFC, possibly the NFL right now, are uh, traveling up to Slim the – They're traveling up to the Meadowlands to face the New York football Giants. And there is no way that the Giants are going to go and win that game, man. The Bucks, yeah. the Bucks are hot right now. Brady's got like 15 touchdown passes since week one, first in the NFL. 
The Bucks defense is raw. Levante, David, and Devin White are making plays. The Bucks secondary with Jamal. You know what? I'm going to stop you there. I think Logan called in. Logan Cunningham. You're right. What, what, why, why? Called in. Yes. Why would I? We got a little uh, voice why, memo. Why am you. I? Why am I going to talk about the Bucks? Let's let a true Bucks fan, a good friend of ours, a fan of the show. We love him, and a former um, teammate of yours. Shout out to uh, the Spongers and Tarpon Football, Logan. What do you think? About the Bucks versus the Giants. What a time to be alive, baby. Be well, GBR. I appreciate y'all having me on the show this week. I'm a huge fan. I'm also honored to be able to talk about the most exciting team in the NFL. The number one seed in the NFC South. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, baby. We're talking about a team who's led by a future Hall of Fame quarterback, tight end, and wide receiver. We're talking about a top five defense. That's only goal is to punish their opponents. Damn. Did you get a chance to see my boy Devin White laying the hammer to Derek Carr's pack this weekend? Come on, man. Let's go to this week's game for the Bucks. Traveling up to the Big Apple to play on Monday Night Football against the less than exciting New York Giants. <laughs> I honestly feel bad for the Giants. They drafted one of the top offensive tackles of this year's pass draft to help protect Danny Dimes. But with injury to Saquon Barkley, it has left defenses not to respect that offense and bring on the Blitz Creek. I honestly feel the Bucks' offense is going to be running the ball to open up the passing lanes for TB12. Our defense is going to continue to bring the pressure and inflict the pain. I see the Bucks winning this game 35-13. Now, let's look at the remainder of the season. we got a tough schedule ahead. We're talking about the Saints. We're talking about a Panthers team who's going to have Christian McCaffrey back, Los Angeles Rams, Kansas City Chiefs, and the Falcons. Woo! It's going to be tough. But with all that being said, I see us finishing the season 10-6, and taking first place in NFC South, making our way to a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay, and I see us winning the damn thing. Damn. So the Glazers opening up that checkbook and purchasing all the right pieces to bring us another Super Bowl to the great city of Tampa Bay. Hey, I want to give a shout-out to GVR. I see you, YouTube cooking sensation. <laughs> Keep making them videos, kid. Inspiring the future generation to cook some delicious home-cooked meals. My boy B. Wills, looking like a damn sec- sexy, dark-haired Theo Vaughn. Gang, gang, bud. Yes. Y'all keep up the great work. Go Bucks. Any, anybody go. listening to this who knows who Theo Vaughn is, <laughs> the fact that Logan compared me to Theo Vaughn is the utmost compliment. He threw the GVR cooks in, man. I love how all you of our did, friends man. who come, everyone who we have on the show brings straight hot heat. So thank you, it. Logan, man. And anybody else out there who wants to be a part of the NFC East piece, you just want to come on and shit on the NFC East? Send us a voice memo. We'll play it for you, boy. But if you're oh, absolutely, it's especially if your team like this week, like we thought of Logan. The Bucks are playing an NFC East opponent, and the Giants. Let's have him on. So anyone who wants to be a part of this, we love you all for listening, and we would love you even more for being a part of it. But that was awesome for bro. sure. And and Logan, man, you really went in with them bold predictions. Um, but no, I, I I don't know what agree with the winning the Super Bowl. I actually disagree with the ten and six. I think they're actually going to have. Maybe an eleven and five. What would you say the final record of the Bucks would be this year? Ten to eleven for sure. They're not yeah, tw- yeah, twelve seems yeah. a little extreme because their schedule, as he uh, noted, is a little difficult coming up. But they're a double digit win team. So between uh, let's go over under ten and a half. So I think you guys are both right on with that. Probably going to win the division, and 
man, um, we, we, all four teams in the NFC West are stacked. The Packers look great. So there is some competition, but right now, I say the Bucks are in that Super Bowl window. And the New York football Giants are certainly not. So I'm with Logan. Um, they're going to roll the Giants on Monday Night Football, send the Giants to 1-7. And, and like I said, even though the Giants will be 1-7, and seven, still think they're better than the Cowboys because they like their coach and they actually compete. You know what would be a fun Super Bowl? What? Is the Bucks steelers Ooh. Ooh, I like that. That'd be, that would be a fun Super Bowl. Oh, I really it like would. that. It would. Yeah. Two great defenses, two veteran quarterbacks. I really like that matchup. Oh, Tom and Big Ben. I mean, those are old school AFC rivals. So to see them yeah, face dude. off across the field in the Super Bowl like at Raymond James. you know, That's it. I'm calling it right now. That's the Super Bowl of 2021. Is the Raymond Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Pittsburgh Steelers at Raymond James Stadium? Damn, I like Bold it. Bold predictions, bro. Bold predictions. I like today. it. I could be wrong, but I want to say that Big Ben won one of his Super Bowls at Raymond James. But we'll yeah. we'll fact check that. And and if Tom Brady makes it the Super Bowl, he will be the first quarterback ever. The Buccaneers will be the first franchise ever to host a Super Bowl game. So let's hope that these COVID cowboys out here um, behave themselves and we can have a packed house at Ray J come February 2021. February, is it? What's the date of that Super Bowl? I'm not sure of the date. I am not sure yeah. of the date. But, gotcha. but hope- Sorry, I quizzed you on that. Yeah, bro. man. You'll make you me know. look bad on the feast. It's all good. Yeah, it's all good, though. It's all good because I got you know, Tabasco in my eyes right now, but we're moving forward. That's you know? it. We're Mike, Mike Nolan. I appreciate you hanging in there. I'm like Mike Nolan just leaving me dry. <laughs> So, uh, what else we got? We got anything else? Dude, that's about it. There's only two games this week in the NFC East. Uh, we got Jay Luds. We got Jay Luds. Let's, that's right. let's finish the show shooting with Luds. Um, Luds was one in one last week. So, that brings his record to 11 and nine. So, still a respectable winning record. He's only got two games this week. We've got the, ugh, I don't even like to say my team's name, but the Dallas Cowboys versus the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are fellas. Welcome back to week eight. So, fellas, go ahead. The Eagles are, I want to say, seven and a half point favors. Should probably be more um, against the Dallas Cowboys. I have a feeling if Ben DiNucci is announced as the starter, that line's going to jump up. But right now, yeah. you can get the uh, the Eagles minus seven and a half. And of course, loves the Bucks fan too. So I'm assuming he's going to swallow all ten and a half points and take them to dominate the Giants. But Luds, what's... Ah, dude, that's a tricky one, man. I don't know, man. That's a trick, dude. I feel like that's a trap, bro. It's a trap. I don't think the Giants are that. It's a trap. Is it? Is it home at Tampa? No, no, no. It's up in New York. New- uh, excuse, you know how me. we feel. You know. You know how excuse we feel me, about New- double digit spreads. New Jersey. New Jersey. So, so it's double digits away, dude. I don't know, man. Let's see what Luds got to say about it. All right. Welcome back to week eight of the NFL East Feast. This is your boy, Jay Luds. You're back with just two picks again this week. Uh, I want to start out by congratulating George on his Washington football team. Yes, sir. And, uh, Respect. I did get that pick right last week, so I think I do stand in 11 and 9. Not great, but the NFC East is not great this year, and it's <laughs> been a tough division. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you just don't know what team's going to come out and show up and what team's going to flop. But, like always, I'll try my best. I'll give you guys my insight. 
I'm going to start with the Dallas at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are favored minus seven and a half. Um, Carson Wentz and the Eagles have been looking better um, the last couple weeks, I think, especially on defense. Um, I've been impressed on how they've hung in there with all the injuries they've had to deal with earlier in the season. Uh, Andy Dalton has played like trash for two weeks now. I'm not going to bash the Dallas so defense. Everybody knows um, how bad they've been. But mm-hmm. I had the Eagles winning and covering the seven-point spread. Eagles 27-17. Hmm. Uh, now let's move on to my Buccaneers. Finally, a team that is on the rise. Um, they're playing the New York Giants at New York. They're favored minus 10.5. Finally excited to talk about my boys. Um so they've given up the fourth fewest amount of points in the NFC. Impressive. They're also the number one ranked defense against the run. So that just tells you right there, the New York Giants will not be able to run the balls, which will force Daniel Jones to throw, um, who, keep in mind, has played the Cowboys already this year and still only has five touchdown passes on the season. Yeah. So that just tells you how bad they've been. Um, even with Chris Godwin out this week, I think my Buccaneers steamroll the Giants. I'm taking a minus 10 and a half, 43-16 Woo! Tampa Bay. Anyways, I uh, hope I do well this week and go ahead and take my picks. I'm feeling confident this week, boys. Um, have a good one. Talk to you next week. Loves it. Loves. He's, a, he, he's a swallowing this week. And honestly, dude, if I was a betting man, I would hop on both of those, dude. I think uh, the Cowboys and the Giants are going to get rolled. It's so sad that America has to watch both NFC East teams in the primetime games. So if y'all got anything, yeah. I would suggest if y'all got anything to do on Sunday or Monday night, go take your girl down to the pier here in St. Pete. It's beautiful. Maybe um, go to a pumpkin patch. It's seasonal. Maybe throw some Tabasco sauce straight in your eyes. Throw some Tabasco sauce down in my eyes. But do not watch this car wreck. I'm going to do it, but we got to because we love the NFC East despite its many flaws. And we love all of you for listening. I really hope that this Anchor app comes out quality for y'all and appreciates you guys sticking with us. And I'm going to work on my laptop for next week. We're recording this a little early, too. We want to um, drop that little nugget. GVR and his lovely girlfriend are headed out to Arizona. So I hope that you have a beautiful time out west. And I hope next week we are back on the laptop recording live. And we are setting up a GoFundMe to be willing to get a laptop. So please holler at us. Um, Yes. No, that's uh, that's a joke. (laughs) That is NFC East forward backslash Patreon (laughs) GoFundMe. Come on, guys. Downtown St. Pete's an expensive city. I'm not doing well. I'm not doing well, guys. I don't have a lot going for me right now, to be honest with you. This podcast is pretty much the best thing I got going for me. And you are – honestly, no, no. My, my, My friends and my family, which you are included in that group, and all of you listening are included in that group. We love y'all. Appreciate you listening. NFC East first. Peace.